Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. God is saying to the people, when Pastor Mo told me to preach this time around, I was like, ah, oh, gosh, Pastor Mo, I don't know. But he has that eye, and just like Christ, he's, a, he's able to see the diamond in the rough all the time, even when you can't see the best in yourself. So thank you so much. Hey, boo. <laughs> just help me to celebrate my husband. Um, I honor you. Thank you so much for, for allowing me to be me and allowing God to use me. Um, I wouldn't be able to stand here without you. So thank you. I love you very much. Love you very much. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's let's um, <laughs> let us let's take that song again. We make room. Lord, let your spirit move. Have your way in this place. Lord, we have come for you. We make way. We make room. Lord, let your spirit. as your word is released we trust that lives will be transformed light will come light will come oh god and father lord god it will seep into the darkest darkest places in our hearts oh god and bring about transformation like no other permanent transformation in the name of jesus we thank you for the mighty work of healing that is going to be done in this place oh god and to this end father i surrender myself as always father as a willing vessel i say father god have your way through this vessel oh god completely oh god have your way through me let it be none of me and all of you papa in jesus name thank you father i ask oh god that as i'm naked before your people today that your glory will fill me up oh god that you will help me father to truly share my story oh god to be vulnerable with them oh god and father lord god in in the same way touch a life oh god just like you touched my life father in jesus name amen good morning guys hey um okay so hill music i'm gonna be needing you guys a lot but um oh today is about to be awesome fully trusting god um the lord would have me share on and the topic as some of us know is, is called the harlot and the adulterer wow very scandalous right 
it's like whoa and the message today as daddy was talking to me he was talking to me about brokenness and how he came through broken people he came through broken people for broken people and so if you feel in any way that you have been broken through your past and even in your present the lord god is here today for you and you're going to encounter jesus in such a phenomenal way thank you jesus so let's make this meeting legal um we're going to be reading from matthew the first the first chapter i'm going to be everywhere on the bible today so i'm going to be just so just i don't know um if you guys could help me out or yeah just use your phones to make it quick um i'm not gonna rush today at all i'm just gonna let god do what he wants to do so um prepare your hearts and prepare your minds for that um so matthew 1 and it goes the book of the genealogy of jesus christ the son of david the son of abraham and then it starts abraham begot isaac isaac begot jacob and jacob begot judah and his brothers judah begot perez and zerah by tamar please i just wanted us to highlight that part perez begot hezron and hezron begot ram ram begot Amin aminadab and aminadab begot nashon and nashon begot salmon salmon begot boaz by rahab boaz begot obed by ruth obed begot jesse and jesse begot david the king david the king begot solomon by who he had been the wife of uriah and then it goes down to the genealogies as we know and then verse 16 um, and jacob begot joseph the husband of mary of whom was born jesus christ or of whom was born jesus who is called the christ may god bless the reading of his word um i want us to pay particular attention to verses three verses five verses six and sixteen right now as we know um in jewish humanetics so i don't know the english for it but when they are giving a babe help me now when they are giving the genealogy thank you when they are giving the genealogy of um you know of anybody like if we look in numbers you know they don't mention the women women are never mentioned ever it's always you know abraham begot and with the genealogy of christ i think i believe jesus christ's genealogy is the only genealogy that pays particular attention to women and women are always it's like there's this outlier effect and if you look at the history of all the women in the genealogy of christ from tamar to rahab to ruth to bathsheba and even to mary right they were all not necessarily befitting they didn't have befitting histories but god called them befitting we look at tamar the young girl that was betrothed to two boys who died and then she had to pose as a prostitute because she was 
so adamant on having a son from Judah's loins that she posed as a prostitute, connived her way into the bed of her father-in-law and bore him two sons. And from there, we see Rahab. Obviously, we know the story in Joshua. She was a prostitute that lived on the wall of Jericho. And the spies came to, you know, she hid the spies and, you know, we know the story of Rahab, right? I don't want to go, I don't have to go too deep. We know the story of Ruth, a Moabite. And all these women have no Jewish descent, by the way. Tamar was Canaanite. Um, Rahab was from Jericho. Ruth was a Moabite. Like, they have no heavy, like, descent. I mean, Bathsheba was an adulterer. You know, she went and she laid with the king when her husband was in battle for the king. I mean, how scandalous do you get? You don't get more scandalous than that. But God in his infinite wisdom chose them and he made specific intention to mention them in the genealogy of his Christ. This perfect, spotless king that came. And we use Mary. I mean, to the to the religious people, you know, they knew that Jesus Christ was going to be, um, the Messiah was going to be born of a virgin, but still, a virgin girl that was betrothed and then she got pregnant. She's really a fornicator. Let's just enter into the minds of the people in, in her day. It's like, hmm, I don't know if I really, you know, hmm, is she really, yeah, right. How is she going to, how she, she just happened to be pregnant? Mm-hmm, yeah, you know. So the scandal that would have surrounded her at that time also, but God saw it fitting to come through her and it lets us know that Jesus Christ is not interested in the put together yes he's not interested in how well you are put together you know he's not he's not and we see this we see this in Luke 5 um, you know when the Pharisees I want us to go to Luke 5 Luke 5 let's go quickly thank you father Luke 5 when he is asked when the Pharisees come to Jesus and he is asked you know why why are you dining with the tax collectors and the sinners and Jesus Christ said I didn't the people that are are whole people that are well have no need for a physician a physician for I came for the people that are lost and are broken he came for the people that are lost and are broken. We see another example in when the Pharisees brought the woman who was caught up in adultery. They brought her and they told him in, in an attempt to, to, to stone him. They told him, they said, um, in an attempt to catch Jesus Christ, they brought her to him and they said, look, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. She was caught right in the middle of it. The law of Moses says that we should stone her. But what do you say? And Jesus Christ knelt down in the sand and he was writing. I believe that Christ was actually interceding for her on that moment. And he said something. And after much pressure, what do you say? What do you say? After much pressure, he stood up and he said, let the person without sin be the first to cast a stone and he went back down and he continued writing in my mind i'm like 
the only person without sin there was Jesus Christ. The only person that was sinless and could possibly kill her was Jesus Christ. But he went back down and he continued writing. And one after the other, they all dispersed and they left. And he got up and he says, woman, where are your accusers? And she says, they're gone. He goes, okay, well, neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. This is the love of God. Jesus Christ is saying to me, he said, I didn't come to abolish the law. Because if you look at that with a religious eye, you would see, you would think that, hmm, did Christ really come to, like, remove the law completely? No. He says, I came to abolish the spirit of religion. That is what Christ came to do. The spirit of religion that dresses up very well, puts itself together very well, appears perfect, puts precedences and, and um, you know, liturgy and, and you know, um, order before you know on how to prepare yourself to come into a system created by themselves because you're not encountering jesus christ you're not encountering god when you step into a religious place you're not if you come and 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 that is the same thing that we experience you know it's interesting because i want us to take i want us to to hear this with our inner ear as our mentor would say you know if if you are listening i want you to listen with your inner ear to what I'm saying today so that the work that God would have us do would be permanent and it would be deep how far is the spirit of religion working even in us even in our approach to God right how far is that how far is the spirit of religion working within us oh, Holy Spirit God is looking to break that spirit of religion today and he wants to establish relationship with us. We see for my last, the last part of the verse, the last chapter that I'm going to read today the last is John 4. And I actually want us to go through that. Let's continue with me on this journey. John 4 from verse, from verse 1. The Samaritan woman. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, through, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go to Samaria. Can, somebody, can, everyone, can you guys just repeat that after me? He needed to go. He needed to go to Samaria. Our Lord God needed to go to Samaria. Why? When we know the history of like the Jews and the Samaritans, why did Jesus Christ need to go to Samaria? He needed to encounter this woman. So he came to a city of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. So the sixth hour is about 3 p.m. or thereabouts, right? or noon noon it was noon yeah so it was noon it was the sixth hour hot bright sun yeah and he's sitting by the well and a woman of Samaria came to draw water 
Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone into, away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me a drink, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Father, we have come to drink living water today. The woman said to him, Yet again, this woman is still... She's, 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 she's bringing up excuses. Sir, you have nothing to drink with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into eternal everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go and call your husband. The woman said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom and and the one whom you have now is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. <laughs> Our father worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when, when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I am, I, I who you speak to, I'm he. You see guys, yeah, this, this scripture is so loaded. In my mind, Jesus Christ went to Samaria for her. He went to encounter her. And as he came to the well and he sat down, he asked her for a drink, ironically, as, as, as he does. You know, I find this in, 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 uh, in scripture a lot. You know, Jesus Christ asked the obvious a lot of times, you know, but he was going somewhere with what he did. And the woman came and they said it was the sixth hour of the day. Normally when people are coming to draw water they either come in the morning when the sun isn't so hot or at night so what was or in the evening when the sun has gone down so what was it about this woman that she would come to draw water in the daytime hot afternoon hot afternoon a sister of mine in her message said that she was hiding in plain sight clearly there was a stigma that was attached to this woman she had had five husbands before her and now she was living as a fornicator with somebody, you know, cohabiting with some guy. 
just you know that isn't her husband but hey and i want us to take our take our minds to the to the position of this woman what kind of woman was she what was going on in her house what was going on in her heart she couldn't maintain one husband she couldn't maintain two three four five what was her what was what was her problem what is it that she was searching for what is it that she was looking for and jesus christ came to her and he said give me water to drink and immediately she started coming up with a plethora of excuses you're a jew i'm a samaritan putting up walls putting up walls how many times do we come to church and jesus christ is here waiting for us and we're not able to because shame has gotten into our hearts shame has made us wear cloaks that are not our own and we don't even know how to access our father anymore we don't know how to access god we don't know how to just be with him and be vulnerable with him completely and so we're not able to step in and truly drink which is was Christ's invitation. He says, I'm, the water I'm offering you is living water that you will drink and you will never thirst. And from you will spring fountain, a fountain of living water. So you will not only drink it, it will now begin to produce fruit from within you. And this is the invitation of Christ for us. This is the invitation of Jesus Christ for us. But we can only come when we get rid of the, the walls when we get rid of the shame you know I identify so much with the women in the Bible you know whenever I'm asked who's my favorite woman in the Bible I often say Rahab and the reason I say that is because she had a faith that was it was not her own she had she only heard of it and regardless she didn't look to her circumstance she didn't look to you know what it was of her she just held on to god she held on to the power of god and she didn't look back and the same was with tamar you know all these women in the in the genealogy of christ their faith was so powerful it wasn't it wasn't their own to start with you know just like me i wasn't born in a christian home you know and from a very young age <laughs> i had serious daddy issues i'd been looking for significance from my dad from for the longest time for as early as i can remember apparently when i was about four or five i asked my dad daddy do you live here you know because he was he was he wasn't he was never at home right and i just desperately needed a father i desperately needed that to feel valued by him and so because i didn't have a dad you know i well i have a dad but I, he wasn't present you know i started looking for significance and value in other things and i mean it's dangerous when a child is left to just be because i i, I strolled into the hands of some very very dangerous people you know i was abused at a young age by the staff that were supposed to be looking after me because I was just, you know, and, and, and that began a journey to, to, wow, you know. But God, God has always had his hand on me. He's always had his hand on me. I made friends with people that should have been enemies, really and truly.
but then again that was because I was really striving for something I was looking for something there was a void in me that I was trying to fill I was trying to fill it desperately and I thought if they would just accept me if they would just value me if they would just say oh my goodness so with every praise I felt worthy because that is where I put my value system just like the Samaritan woman you see she had one husband and the first husband was probably great after some time you know spoiled her with love and, and then the love grew weary and she was like you know what yeah no 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 I need more I need more she was trying to fill a void she was trying to fill a void and, and last year you know I came to God you know I, I and I journeyed through my life and I came to God and but still the void was there the search for significance my search for value was still very much in the words and the acceptance of men and so yeah we're supposed to you know we come to God and we believe and we confess Jesus Christ and we but really the fruit is not showing in our hearts you know because we we're not I found it difficult to, to accept the love of God. I found it difficult to be vulnerable with God. And many of us are like that. I can say that now because I've been vulnerable with him to the praise and glory of his name. It wasn't until last year, you know, God put me in a situation. And I, I'm saying this because it's very sensitive. And to those that know me, they might be able to pick it up. But God put me in a situation where the acceptance of men ran very dry. I suffered heavy rejection heavy rejection and my body was broken my heart was broken and I was like these people are supposed to accept me I'm amazing <laughs> surely I'm like so wonderful what is it that you know about me that they just can't love why are they absolutely rejected me rejected me to my marrow and it crippled me it crippled me shattered me so much right that I started having anxiety they became a trigger last year was very very tough for me but in that I thank God because God used the darkest hour of, of, of my life to show me his light in that I began a journey back to God I began a true journey to knowing who my father is. He showed me that because I didn't know who my father was, because I didn't know, you know, who I was, the enemy was able to rob me because of the opinions of men that will waver, that will waver. Guys, I, I believe that there is someone here that experienced what I experienced or is experiencing what I experienced, you know, who has put their, their, their value system on acceptance or even success you know who has put what they're worth on what they can get and God will put you in a place where he will strip you off of all of that so that he can show you that he is your source he is your sustenance he is your father and that is the journey that God began with me to say look Yvie, all this has happened in your life up until now why don't you just show yourself and I was too afraid to show who I was I was afraid Lord all this stuff on the inside of me can you take it can you take it Lord it's ugly
it's ugly it's bad yes there's good and yes it's great but it's ugly it's just oh it's so crippling can you take it lord and he said yeah i can take it and more <laughs> i can take it and more it's way it's all part of me and it wasn't until i was vulnerable with god that he was able to truly i was truly able to feel the power of god and truly able to know his love and that is what god is calling us to today let us leave the walls behind let us remove this garment of shame that we carry around you're a mother and you know you're struggling with so much you're trying to do this and do that run your business and do that and it's just like come on don't let them see you sweat don't let them see you break it that is shame it's time for us to just be running be like god this is so hard for me lord i don't know what to do man was made to be naked guys we were made to be naked enough of this plastic faces that we bring to church and you and you know these the things that we say how oh, yeah, i'm too blessed to be stressed hallelujah you know to to something to be something i don't know i don't know all the things that are coming to my mind now but enough of that enough of that it's time for us to be who we were supposed to be it is only when we are naked with god that his glory can cover us if we look in Genesis, Adam and Eve had no clothes until they sinned and then they sewed fig leaves for themselves, but they had no clothes. And they walked with God and God gave them download of their life and their identity because that is the only place that we can find our true identity. In God, in vulnerability, in intimacy, in true intimacy. Enough of coming to God with this rhetoric. You know, <laughs> the, other, the other day, you know, God, God cautioned me. He said, Yvie, stop calling me by all my names. He said, stop it. Stop. I know my names. And I was like, huh? You know, we come to God and we're like, oh, you are the alpha. You are the omega. You are the beginning. You are the end. You are the hope of the... Yeah, he knows his names. He doesn't, he doesn't need you to... But he sees the heart. He's like, call me what you experience. It says, the Jews that called me Jehovah, they, they called me after they had experienced. So that when you are calling me, it is from a place of fellowship with me. It is from a place of experience with me. Enough of us coming to church and we are just giving God what we think we want him to hear. God is not ready for that anymore, guys. Let's break that. Let us break that spirit of religion. Let's break those walls. And it's because the origin of it is shame we're hurting and we don't think that God can can take the hurt the pain the anger the confusion so we have a, an argument with our wife or our husband as on our way to church but when we get to church we put on this hi you're both smiling and you're just like yeah guys we've come we've come to meet God so let's be perfect God is looking at you like really are we gonna do this is that how you want to roll <laughs> you know oh thank you jesus thank you so much he's already here and he wants to meet us as i prepared for this yesterday the lord was speaking to me about so many of us in the room so many of us so many of us that we want this relationship we just don't know how because there's so many walls right there's so many walls so many walls put up by experiences 
put off by the things that we've been through and we just you know we've used it to protect ourselves so much that we are even protecting ourselves from God let the Holy Spirit break those walls down this morning let him break those walls down so that we will be vulnerable we will be naked it is the desire of the Father that is why Jesus Christ came for long enough we've skirted around the water we've looked in the river huh okay how does it look okay it's looking nice today don't know if we're gonna get in but Christ is calling us when there's an invitation to drink and sometimes we attend services and conferences and we might take a sip but like it's like we don't really it doesn't go anywhere because there's so much but he's calling us to drink he says come and drink of me out of your belly will flow rivers of living water the samaritan's woman's testimony if we look further down into the scripture we see that she went and she told the people in her village about this messiah that she had encountered this is to be our testimony our experiences are not supposed to just you know be boxed up and put okay well god saved me from that and that's it you know thank you jesus and we just keep on living life we're supposed to experience it and then live it out and say this is what god brought me out of this is what i and, and if you have if i've been through it and you you can and you're going through it believe me god is going to bring you out of it this is this is no it's not just supposed to be one person standing up here ministering our lives are supposed to be ministry our lives are supposed to be ministry you know oh, thank you father god is going to break those walls down today in the name of jesus let's just stand up it's going to be some i don't know what the lord will have us do but um he's about to we're about to go into a, a time of worship we're about to go into a time of worship Loose yourself before the Lord. Shake yourselves off a little bit. It might help. a touch from you Lord let us let us let us let us begin to speak in our heavenly language if we can because i believe that we're waging war right now they are there their hearts their hearts that are still afraid there's still a resistance i feel in my spirit and and god is looking to break that down you know let us contend for the souls that are unable to fight back let's begin to contend in the spirit because god is going to bring healing to every single soul under this roof tonight in the name of jesus and this afternoon in the name of jesus christ Regalia, 
message from the hills church our mission is to love people connect with family and touch the world learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org 